Welcome to the Hello GD Show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and my final co-host, Eleanor Ella Dillon. Oh, that wasn't loud. Hello, Jeff. <laughs> Hello. Oh, it is the finale. It is episode 50. We made it. Crack a beer. Yes. We did it. Yes. Been doing it over a year now. Yes. Yeah. And... Episode 50, not our final episode, but the final episode of this format we've been talking about. We're going to evolve into our final form. Um, Well, maybe not. (laughs) Who knows? See how it goes. Yeah. Um, But yes, unless anyone starts suggesting words, uh, we're going to change format here and do a little something different. Still Mm -hmm. media criticism. Um, But... Going to an all review. Yeah. We uh, we really like the anime, be uh, J Jeff stuff. We're going to, you know, introducing each other to new stuff and you know talking about it. And I've started to run out of stuff to talk about. Uh, you'll see on this list yeah. where I've repeated several things uh, again. Yeah, you'll see how I uh, I did try to avoid saying Harry Potter for a book again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, which we've done on, like, what, 25 of our 50 yeah. episodes? Because it's a movie. Yeah. It's a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a it's a book. First and foremost. It's a lot of music. Oh, yeah. It's we a play. We talked about the music, yes. There's a spin-off series. Mm. And somehow we managed to talk about Harry Potter again. <laughs> the finale. Yeah. What do you think makes a good finale for you? Um, I mean, I like cyclical, cyclical, circular, circular, or cyclical. I combined them. Yeah. Um, storytelling. I like kind of a return to the beginning, uh, where it all started. Remind you why you started watching the show. I love a reunion. Uh, you'll see in my TV finale, heavily features a reunion. Um, yeah, and I mean a little bit of closure, not a cliffhanger. Uh, what about you? Do you, do you need all threads tied at the end? Not. Or do you like some ambiguity? Um, I like all threads tied. I mean, I can go with a little ambiguity, yeah. like a oh, thing, or like, oh, what if, or maybe that, but uh i like i like tying it especially if i'm gonna say goodbye to it for to it forever i just i want to feel like it, it ended well i want to know um i mean i for me i think i've said it over and over again i want a happy ending yeah i don't want much that's it's not a lot to ask for i don't want like a bittersweet ending either like where it's like the hero died but everyone else is fine like heroic sacrifice i appreciate a heroic sacrifice but that's not that's bittersweet man yeah Hmm. you know i can go with bittersweet i can take the pain i guess um i was watching i'm on like what my whatever rewatch of community and i got to the episode have you seen the episode where it's uh donald glover's last episode I've seen the entire series, but I don't remember it. Is that the Floor's Lava one? Yes, yeah. And then he ends up sailing away on a boat with LeVar Burton. And it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely a bittersweet ending. Like, it's really sad, because, like, Albert has no one else who understands him. But you're you're happy that Troy is, like, going on this crazy 
good adventure that'll like further his character. Yeah, that to me, I guess, is different because I, I mean, like, he's not dying. Like, <laughs> I guess when I think of like death, I'm like that. There's some finality to that where I'm like, if you graduate and that's like the series is where this person moves forward, like that is a better bittersweet ending where it's like, yeah, they're still fine, but yeah. it's just them, you know, growing more rather than like being like, we're all sad and this person died and but life is better now, like um, Snowpiercer whatever or like i appreciate that ending but i it bums me out well yeah the whole movie is just <laughs> it bums you out yeah that's true uh but yeah uh yeah let's get into yeah, it definitely um yeah, old, movie. yeah i definitely had like a reunion in this one i'm you know, I tried to keep my list off the mainstream things that I'm currently watching, because I know all podcasts are talking about them. But, I mean, 22 movie, like, building of a universe. Uh, I'm talking about Adventures Ed, Adventures, Avengers Endgame. Um, mm-hmm. I know you haven't seen it, or like... Correct. Probably... Phase one. That's yeah, it. yeah. Um, the majority of everything, but it... Um, it's definitely a popcorn movie. It's definitely, um, it's got the bittersweet stuff at the end, but it's, I mean, it's got a big reunion of, like, I don't know, four dozen characters or something, and it's pretty epic. It ties together pretty well. I mean, to whether you like them or not, I think it's crazy that they can, like, build a a web of 24 movies that have very little plot like holes in them or i'm maybe not plot holes because they are like crazy fantastical but and there's like some leaps right. to be made but um like contradictions in them at all right there's like a lot of continuity between them. yeah Correct. yeah exactly and to like establish that i think is some sort of achievement yeah it's a massive undertaking and achievement you know whether, no matter what you think of it yeah yeah and I don't know. For the haters. Yep, there's just, uh, I don't know, you just see some of your fun characters. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know, everyone's talked about Endgame, but I think as finale-wise, I mean, I guess it's not the super finale, because they're doing, they're obviously doing more movies, but right, it's of that, of the Infinity Saga. So who are they, are they going to replace a lot of the characters who died, do you think? Like, I know some characters were like, you know, canonically died in the end of that right and didn't return yes yeah there are some there's some main players that like yeah are i think pretty much dead forever or but who's always dead who's dead forever in a comic book yeah they've killed off like so many characters so many times you know and they bring them back with the infinity gauntlet or the cosmic cube yeah. or the whatever thing yeah i'm sure there will be some paycheck somewhere um, I I like the way they're tied off though, so I think I don't know. Let other I mean, there's like a, a bajillion. There's a huge library out there. Expand. Uh, I think Iron Man is one of the people who dies, right? Yes. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure you're the only person who hasn't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Um, who, if it wasn't Robert Downey Jr., who would you like to see play Iron Man? Oh, 
that on something. Jeez. Um, you? <laughs> uh, I don't think I could be him. Who's snarky and... Um, but kind of lovable, who you could buy as an arrogant genius, an Elon Musk type. And, um, what about, um, I was going to say Adam Scott or Rob Lowe from, like, Parks and Rec. Yeah, uh, if Adam Scott was a little bigger, because he's such, like, a small guy, uh, yeah. I did think about that. And, or uh, Krasinski from The Office, maybe. John Krasinski? He's kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah, I... People want to see him as Mr. Fantastic. That's like the... Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I can see that. Uh, man, uh, Edward Norton was already the Hulk. I don't mm, think... Cut out. I want to say, uh, like, Sam Rockwell, but Sam Rockwell was the bad... One of the bad Iron Man. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Which makes sense, I guess. He was an Iron Man villain. Played, uh... What's his face? Uh, Hammer Tech. Uh. Yeah, I can't Justin think Hammer. of, like, anybody who's, like, that kind of look, you know, who has the same kind of, like, that beard. thing going on. Um, yeah. I'm trying. I, keep, I just keep thinking about characters that are in Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah same. I was, my first thought was, like, oh, Chris yeah. Pratt, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, he'd be great. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, they met, and they're, they had a great conversation. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I recommend seeing it, I guess, if you're into that and you've seen 20 movies leading up to it. Because, uh, yeah, that one you can't really jump into at all, I would say. They kind of stop holding your hand and it's like, it's go time. This is what's happened. This person's going to die and, like, if that matters for a reason for whatever. And then she's got a new movie coming out anyway. Well, yeah, so they are bringing back people they've killed off already. Isn't that a prequel, though, yes. for Black, Black Widow? Yes, yeah, but she gets her own, like, movie now. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. She came back after they killed her off. So, yeah. I'm sure they'll do it. I'm sure they can... Have you seen the, um... There's, like, an Iron Man comic where the suit of armor just has, like, a hollow a holograph hologram uh, hologram in it like controlling it yeah it's a, a hologram of Tony that's, Stark's head on it I uh, like, could do that yeah. I'm sure he put his brain in a computer one of my other favorite things yeah singularity yes yeah yeah what did you have for a movie uh, I've um, I've talked about this movie before course princess bride um i'm sure you've seen it hopefully um parts of it <laughs> really that's surprising Man. that might be what you have to yeah you must have seen this come on uh, i'm sure i have as a kid like i've seen yeah. the majority of it at least um but i can't yeah, remember uh, how it ends uh it starts with fred savage in uh being homesick and his grandpa reading him the book The Princess Bride. Yes. And it's Carrie L. Elves. Yes. Oh. Also in Robin Hood Men and Oh, is he? I just know him from Saw. Yeah. Oh, he's also in that. Yeah. If I know the name, because I know he's in The Princess Bride. 
how do you pronounce his name? Yeah. Uh, it plays Wesley, and it's the story of a young farm boy who is captured and taken and becomes the Dread Pirate Roberts and then saves his, his love and tries to rescue her from an evil prince. And uh, this is spoiling a little bit, <laughs> but it, it ends in a kind of uh, cyclical way. And also, it's Mandy Patinkin is um, Inigo Montoya yes. prepared to die. It uh, also is Andre the Giant. Yes, yeah, I remember. Yeah, like I remember bits and pieces, but I don't. I remember snakes on a boat or in the water. And about yeah, sea serpents, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, they're like in a marsh. They get attacked by a big thing. I think. Yeah, I remember inconceivable, and Wallace yep. Shawn and poison. And I remember yep. them kind of storming the castle at the end. That's my basic. Yeah, have fun storming the castle. That's what Billy Crystal says. To oh, me. does he? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you not remember that? I remember Billy Crystal. Yeah, a little. Yeah, and uh, uh, the hell is her name? The one who plays the old woman in uh, <laughs> Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, I, I don't know her name, but I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's Billy Crystal's wife in the movie. Ah, okay. Yeah, a lot of good stuff, and, and it ends on a happy ending and good note. You know? oh, yeah. I need to yeah watch it as an adult. I think it's on Netflix. Probably. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's, I, I really love that movie. And I think some people are just like, eh, it's just, you know, it's over, it's overrated or whatever. But, you know, it's, yeah. there's a lot of nostalgia in it for me. It sold, it, was, it sells out at the drive-in every time. People love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you could show your kid at I some was, point. Yeah, probably, probably will. Like it. Yeah. Probably age appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff just goes over his head anyway. Yeah. Uh, do you have a TV show? I do. I talked about big reunions um, again, and I kind of mentioned this uh, last time when you were, you mentioned this show. And you, um, I know you're more of a Parks and Rec and 30 Rock fan, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, the U.S. Office nine seasons. Uh, definitely took a nosedive when Steve Carell left for like the last few seasons. But the last season, I think they did a good job. Cyclical storytelling. They kind of had a new Office romance. Um, speaking of Ellie Kemper, Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, she played a big part in the last of it. Uh, and the finale was just, you know, I think they had, like, every supporting character come back, pretty much. Uh, even, like, Meredith's son. Uh, and, like, the writers really took input from the actors how they wanted their characters to end, which I thought was pretty cool. But, that is cool. Uh, the cameos were great. Steve Carell came back, and he only had, like, a couple of lines, so he didn't, like, overshadow the whole thing. I think he had some really funny lines and it was really nice when he showed up and it was just a whole romance in the making too the ending was 
Angela and Dwight's wedding. Like, they've been building up to that yeah. since season two, pretty much. Yeah, long time coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was, I loved it. I thought it was one of the best finales I've ever seen. Hmm. It, you know, I know so many people like that show, and I know it's well written. It's, it's made, you know, won so many enemies for acting and writing and all this stuff. And I've gotten to season like four, I think, and it's still on my Netflix queue. I feel like I just need to watch the whole thing. And I'm just like, even now, I'm just like, oh, God, I'm, I just don't really think it's that funny. <laughs> like, I feel like I enjoy dry humor, but it's just not doing it for me. And I like light. It's a fairly light series. And I don't know. Just don't get what it. Don't get it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, some people just don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I find it. I do find it weird that you like like Thirty Rock and Parks and Rec, but it's so weird. This. I don't know. It's like a subconscious like fault that <laughs> like I know people like it. Like, contrarian personality. Have you watched the the UK version at all? Uh, no. Yeah, I haven't watched a lot of it. I don't like uh, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Fair. Too much of a look at me attitude. <laughs> yeah. Look at me, I'm controversial. Yeah. Well, that's his like real personality. Is he like that in the show also? Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Michael okay, Scott, fair. pretty much. Right? I mean, that's yeah. Michael Scott. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think Bob Odenkirk in the last season played like a Michael Scottish character, which was fun. Yeah. I think I saw. Maybe I've just seen a clip of him or something because I know. I feel like I've seen him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Make it to that finale though. Maybe skip seasons uh, six and seven. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. I'll. I don't know. I'll just have to power through it. I'm pretty close to finishing Will and Grace. So. <laughs> yeah. Even the yeah, even the reboot. I've been watching. I haven't watched the reboot. I'm like on. They, I didn't realize that show was on. That show had like eight seasons, and I'm on like six or something. <laughs> yeah, I remember it was on syndication when uh, we were like kids. On, yeah, like, four times a night, every night. Yeah, oh, I love syndicated TV. Watch so much that '70s show. Me too. King of Same. Queens. Yeah, Seinfeld. Now we can just I feel like Dharma and Greg. <laughs> Dharma and Greg, yeah. Same kind of show. Uh, oh man, syndicated TV. Kids will never know now. Just pick it and watch it whenever you want it. Yeah. Uh, God. Uh, yeah. Was your what was I, your TV? Was it syndicated? Uh, no, although I do think it's on Toonami. Um. It's an anime, obviously. Um, it is a series that I just finished uh, the the rest of it. It has two seasons. I've made you watch some of it. Uh, Space Dandy. Oh, nice. So is it the finale? Is it um, done? Yeah, as far as I know, I don't think that there's a third season in sight. But it ends pretty... It has a kind of cyclical ending mm. where it kind of starts where it began. Um, in the second season, I, I watched all of it. In, each episode is kind of like, you know, its own 
complete thing where I think you saw the first three are like completely separate from each other. Yeah, everyone dies. The second season they've got like, (laughs) yeah, they've got like a high school musical is one of them. Um, There's one that's like Dandy dies and he like he goes to like the good place essentially, and he like deals with death and like like goes to his own funeral. Oh, God, there's, like, one where he meets, he goes into the multiverse and he meets other versions of Space Dandy. Like, there's all these really weird episodes. And there's um, the very last, not to give too much away, he does, like, this massive fourth wall break where he starts hanging out with the narrator of the series. And the narrator gives him this really weird choice. And he's like, uh, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's really weird. Yeah. That's cool. Does he ever, like, evolve as a character? Is he just the same old space dandy every episode? Um, well, you kind of find out, like, you know how he's being chased the entire time? Yeah. By that, like, weird monkey? Yeah. You kind of find out why that is and why his personality exists, exists like, through, like, as a constant. Oh, okay. It's It's pretty interesting. Mm. I am interested in that, because yeah. I did like that one. That was an Anna, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Although at the very end, it, it does do that thing at the very beginning, except he's talking about different stuff. I think he's like ass and titties at the very yeah, beginning yeah. of the series. And he's like talking about, I think he says, like, you know what's great? It's the legs. I like the legs. You know, like that's a little different, <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah, great. That was the part that was very off putting <laughs> right at the beginning. Yeah. Very beginning. Yeah, great series. Very like very uh, great animation. A lot of great music. Yes, yeah, that was definitely a standout. Yeah. Uh, do you have some music? I do. It was kind of hard to come up with music. I feel like um, so my music was in a movie, <laughs> and uh, it was okay. in Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Which is a children's movie, but it is. I don't know if you've seen okay. the Teen Titans Go, the rebooted Teen Titans, where it's. I've seen zero Teen Titans. Uh, right. But do you, like, know about Teen Titans Go? It's like a sitcom more than, like, a superhero. I show. think I only know from what you've told me, and I know that they've got that, like, new live action one. That's about it. Yes. I've heard that's pretty good. That's. Edgy. That is, uh, yeah, the new. I've seen like a season and a half of the live action one, and it's not bad. Uh, but it's uh, it is definitely like edge lordy. Like, oh, we're yeah. gonna go with this. Um, but Teen Titans Go is like a sitcom. Like, uh, really, like I don't know how to describe the animation. Cheaply animated. It's slice of life. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is it like Dexter's Lab? Kind of. Yeah. It's just they like no continuity again there's like i think a couple episodes where they all die at the end and um but it's uh the movie is pretty it's kind of it's meta because it's about them trying to get their own superhero movie they go to the movies and batman has a movie movie coming out and then alfred has a movie coming out and then batmobile has a movie coming out and robin's like what about me and so they 
um, they have this song in the beginning, and at the beginning it's a stupid song, but I love songs. If you can remember my high school rap group, I love raps about, like, who you are, pretty much, like, describing who you are, and they, they each have, like, a verse about, like, their powers and stuff, but then at the end they're fighting, you know, final form of the, the boss here, the big Megazord action, and they like do a reprise of the song about who they are <laughs> and it's like super beefed up with like a lot of crazy production and like backing and it's i don't know i like it cyclical it brings it back to the beginning they've evolved now they're better superheroes and they're rapping about themselves that's so like my name is robin and i'm here to say <laughs> kind like, of, I can't yeah. Like, I it, like uh, I wish I remember. Uh, it's like what the Titans got. We got the Titans. <laughs> Something stupid, yeah. Where they just repeat themselves over and over again, and yeah, singing their catchphrases like Azeroth, Metreon, Zinthos. It's fun. Is catchphrase? Does Robin have a catchphrase? Uh, that's Raven's catchphrase. Robin, well, it's Robin uh, says Titans go. That's his catchphrase. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty silly. It's a fun movie. Uh, it's definitely a kids movie though. But it's it's again like that show has like a lot of DC comics deep cuts that like would go way past kids. Like there's one that's even so grim where. Robin's putting something up, like a flower up on the bookshelf, and there's an urn that says, uh, I think it says Tim... Jason Todd. Jason Todd, yeah, and there's a crowbar next to it. Which is... They keep the crowbar. Yeah, (laughs) like, Jason Todd was beaten to death by the Joker with a crowbar. It's like, jeez. Like, but, like, a kid wouldn't understand that, just seeing that right there. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, lots of Easter eggs. Stan Lee even makes a cameo in it. Yeah. And Nicolas Cage gets to play Superman finally. He voices Superman. Finally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, give it a watch. It's an hour and ten minutes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, you don't have to. It's funny, though. Okay. Or maybe you will. New format. <laughs> maybe make yeah. You could. You could make me just be like, eh, let's watch it, whatever. Uh, we'll have more stuff to watch. Yeah. And the the movie ends though, with uh, Robin like jumping, breaking the fourth wall and wall and breaking the fourth wall. Oh my goodness, breaking the fourth wall and saying, uh, "Kids, ask your parents where babies come from." <laughs> it's just like, jeez, uh, <laughs> it's funny, uh, but like the stork, yeah. the stork does. Uh, yeah, uh, but that's the music. It has good music in it. I like, the, you know, it's comedy music. It's about superheroes, so it's fun. Right up your alley. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, I did a completely different thing, where I kind of focused on like how various songs kind of like end, like the end bits of songs. Yeah. Do you have a huge knowledge of Metallica at all? Um. Some knowledge. Like, I have some knowledge, yeah. Do you know Fade to Black, that song? Mm, probably if I heard it. It's on their. I think it's on Ride the Lightning. 
uh, and it, it's just a kind of somber kind of like it isn't a huge like high energy song it's one of their kind of slower songs about just death apparently <laughs> fade to black um, but it's just like life a team will fade away you know that old head feel yeah. kind of way of singing yeah like that kind of, <laughs> that's good it's all deal I can't do that uh, but at the very end, it just kind of it has this kind of final lyrics, and then it just goes into this kind of uh, awesome guitar solo where it's you know it's still in a somber mood, but it still has that kind of you know they're I don't know anything about guitar playing or you know music in general, but it's like you know you know they're kind of classic yeah uh, Metallica based uh, guitar electric stuff that they do yeah. It's after all their lyrics. Yeah, I don't know much to say about that one. I've got another one. Um, I don't know if I've talked about this. Eight, a few years ago, I went to see Under Oath live at the uh, Palladium. Yes, yeah. An old, uh, <laughs> uh, what is it, Christian hardcore band? Crowded, or Christian metal band? Yeah. Yes, I remember being surprised by there being a Christian metal band yeah. before. yeah. Um, they, yeah, they've got a huge Christian, like, thing going on with their metal. Uh, they, it was a reunion tour, because they had broken up years ago, and I think the main singer had a different band, and they've made more music since, because I think people like Unrose more than their new band. Um, but the opening act was this band called Caspian, which is a post-rock, kind of all-instrumental band. Oh. And their final song in their set was a song called Sycamore, which is this kind of long, kind of sweeping metal song that kind of just builds and builds and builds. And it's this kind of like melodic kind of, uh, you know, repetitive, you know, guitar thing. And at the very end, they just have this guy like doing this drum solo and everyone else starts like slowly getting off their instruments and they're all just hitting the drums at the same time. Like, and it's really cool to see you live and listen to. Yeah. That sounds fun. I like that. Yeah. What was the name of them again? Uh, Caspian Sycamore is the name of the song. Like the tree. But yeah, it's a great live show. And they played, uh, I think Under Oath, it was, they played kind of like two of their albums in, in full. Oh, whoa. Jeez. That's long. Yeah. I don't know if I can. Great show. Man, I'm too old. <laughs> well, no. I haven't gone to a show in a long time. It was a show, long night. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could stand through a long show. But I was like yeah. looking at baby metal tickets or like they like, or concerts and they only play for like an hour. I'm like. I want to see just an hour of baby metal. I'd like to see more than that. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, I would enjoy it. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I guess <laughs> uh, I guess it's Have all. Have you ever been to like a music festival? Uh, I went to Warp Tour. That was like the... yeah, that's a long day. I've been to that a few times. Yeah, and it's like whew, who do I want to see? Choices. Yeah, got to make your plans all the course of the day. I'll see half of this, half of this. Yeah. I didn't even. It's a lot of cool. Well, I didn't know I was going till the day before. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yellow card. And I think uh, Newfound Glory was there. Ah, uh, that was weird. Yeah, I saw Katy Perry and 
Really? Yeah. Uh, the snakes on a plane nice. band. With the Cobra Starship. Uh, that's a weird one, too. Yep. Yes, it was odd. I can't remember. Oh, uh, Ludo, Bouncing Souls. Yeah. I think... Yeah. The first time I went, they had like a comedy tent. Oh, really? Like it was like all stand up. Yeah. Man. <laughs> they had like a spoken word, like one was comedy, one was like poetry. That's cool. Yeah, I had no idea yeah. what I was getting into at all. I was like, yeah, just walked there. Or didn't walk there. Yeah. Just drove and then walked. Those shoes are cool. Yeah. But not anymore. They had to last one a few years ago. Right. But then didn't it come back like a year later for like one? It came back. It, yeah, they had two shows, but it was like they had one East Coast, one West Coast. Right. But it had like massive, like way better bands than they had. Like it had Blink-182 and stuff, which probably not as good as it would have been, you know, in the 90s or whatever. Yeah, well, actually, uh, are we still on music? Yes, I, that's um, Blink-182 reminds me of Finale. I saw uh, like reunited Blink-182 on mm-hmm. one of their last shows. It was like, I think the... It was the week after DJ AM died, and then they canceled the rest of their tour after that. But I caught Tom, Mark, and Travis in one show. Oh, shit. Yeah. Was it good? Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. And Weezer opened for them, which was also awesome. uh, But Weezer wasn't very good. Um, That was in their, like, weird... Well, they had a weird face for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was yeah, it was fun. But you could tell that Mark and Travis were pretty bummed, bumming because their friend had just died. But Tom was like, yeah, bouncing off the walls. It was kind of a weird dynamic. They've always had kind of a weird yeah. dynamic, though. Yeah, because yeah. it was also like, made, like reunion after they broke up too. So they have made like two separate bands without each other. Yeah, like one, like two different ones with Travis, and then like one. Like it was plus forty four angels and airwaves, uh, boxcar racer. Yeah, and then they have the yeah. new Blink One Eighty Two, who I've also seen. Yeah. I just now realized, but that show was not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, back yeah, to you have a book. There. Good finale to books. Yeah. Um. Well. I got oh uh, well I could I had one but I didn't like it so like I couldn't think of any finales okay. that I enjoyed really um, maybe because I even oh. Harry Potter <laughs> yeah well, yeah see <laughs> we talked about it yeah we already talked about it and uh, I don't know if I talked about a series of unfortunate events before but oh yeah I remember this they were series. kids books but. They were pretty dark. There's a lot of death in them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and like people dying in fires and stuff. Fire was like a huge yeah. theme. But it, like 13 was the theme throughout the whole thing. It was very unlucky. Um, there's always 13 chapters in each book. And it ended with the 13th book. But it was one of those ambiguous endings where like nothing was really solved in the end. And they were just like... Mm-hmm. Well, we are where we are, and that's kind of how the ending was. It wasn't even, like, I want to say bittersweet, because they kind of just accepted it, but I don't know. Like, they accepted that their life sucks, and they're, like, doomed to eternal bad luck, pretty much. Crap. That does suck. Yeah, it was a pretty bummer ending, and didn't, like, yeah, there was no cyclical storytelling at all. They didn't solve, 
like they didn't get a lot of answers to the you know 13 books they had been building up to it was disappointing Um, and they've had the movie with Jim Carrey, and now I think they have a series? Yes, yep. Uh, the movie was the first three books, and then the series, I haven't, I watched the first episode, but I fell asleep and didn't really care to keep watching it. Um, but there's a lot of, like, fourth wall breaking kind of meta, because it's, you know, done, Lemony Snicket's a pen name, and it's he's like narrating the whole book and he's kind of like recounting a tale of something. Hmm. So he does a lot of fourth wall breaking and like dropping clues to answers like through the narrative because he like kind of writes himself as, I think he's also a character in the book that's like, like barely referred to. You gotta dig deep. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was too bad. I bought all of them. I read some of them like in a day, and then you know, for it to just end like that. Yeah. Well, it's like a kid series. It is also. Uh, that is a weird thing to be like. Let's make this ambiguous kid series. Yeah. Like, it is weird thing. Yeah, it's odd, and it's yeah. especially because each like book is pretty standalone, like. Oh, they're in a hotel in this book. Oh, they're trapped in a penthouse apartment in this book. Oh, they're living in a lighthouse in this book. And the last book, they're like on a desert island. And that's just kind of... They kind of just end... They end the book rather than ending the series, I feel like. Uh, you think there's supposed to be more? No. Because they, yeah, they chatted yeah. it as the final book. And it was always going to be 13 books. It would have been interesting if they had, like, a 14th and that was, like, you know, breaking their bad luck or something. Yeah, that would be cool. Maybe maybe they're just waiting 13 years to write it. It's probably been 13 years at yeah. this point. Oh, I'm sure. Ugh. It has been. Oh, God. <laughs> at least. Yeah. Maybe they're waiting 26 years. <laughs> Double it. There you go. I hope. Uh... Um, I have once again named a thing I've talked about. Yeah. <laughs> a manga called Naruto. Yeah. Which is technically ongoing, but technically not, I guess. Naruto, the series, is, is you know, finished, but the character is still, you know, doing stuff in Boruto, which is about his son. But it, his whole story is, you know, you know, from childhood through adulthood and him, you know, struggling as a youth through all the time of growing up and struggling with this thing of, uh, you know, want desperately wanting to accomplish his dreams and like all the struggles that he faced. And, you know, just slowly just building up this massive support system of people that want to believe in him and push him forward and support him. And then, you know, moving through adulthood and him, you know, accomplishing his goals. You know, it's a, it's a, it is some lulls as, as a whole within the series, but it's a, a great series overall, I think. Yeah, super long, right? Uh, yeah, I think the first series has like, I can't remember the exact number of episodes, but I think 135 are like, 
has some filler in it, but that's like the first series. Then the second series has like I think it's exactly five hundred episodes, Jeez. but it has a it has a bunch of filler in it also, which is just stuff that is non-canon. Oh, really? Non-canon. Which, yeah. So when they make anime alongside manga, usually the manga people need time to finish stuff right. so the animators will make like filler series which will just be like naruto and his team like need to catch these dogs or like they go to an island like there's a huge filler series where they're just like on a boat and like doing uh, boat stuff before they're on before they get to this island they need to get to shit well i find it hmm <laughs> So I guess it's easier to animate the stuff than actually make the <laughs> canonical manga. That's, yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure. I'm like, what, how is it faster to animate, write and animate something than it is to write and draw something, I guess? Well, I mean, think about you... I mean, I know you know about like some of the deadlines for like manga artists and how they get like very like physically ill because they're like hunched yeah. over a desk for like you know, hours and hours, and they usually have, I think, four hours of free time within a week. Yeah. I think I just saw something like that. Jeez. Yeah, because they have these crazy, like, cram, you know, crammed-in deadlines where they have to do it. Crunch culture. Crunch culture, yeah. Oh, man. And I think animators have, I guess, more leeway, it seems like. And, you know, a lot of their stories, I think they have more people on staff rather than, you know, it's with a manga artist. I think it's like, you know, a writer, the artist, you know, a few people yeah. who do various like inking and stuff. And then like a producer who could be like, no, do it again. Like, this is bad or whatever. This story's bad, etc. Uh, I want to watch a documentary now about manga artists. I wonder if there's... There's a lot of anime about manga artists. Really? That, yeah, like, yeah. Hmm. Bakuman is about uh, manga artists. There's uh, a handful. There's anime about, like, game creators and all this interesting stuff. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a great series, Naruto. I recommend it a lot. It's it's it is a lot to get through, but I think it's worth it. Yeah. And I mean, if you look up stuff, you could just skip yeah. filler if you really want. But some of it's fun. Yeah, some of the filler is fun, but some of it's really stupid. <laughs> Maybe someday. Maybe. Yeah, I should at least have you watch like the first. You know, do like an anime style thing, the first three at some point. You know, yeah. and our new review thing. Do reviews. Get to it. Yeah. Uh, do you have a video game? I do. Um, it, I was trying to think of like finales of my favorite series, but they're all still ongoing. I guess with a good video game series, they just keep churning them out. Um, but what about like a boss battle? Ooh, ooh. Favorite boss battle. Favorite boss battle. That's a good question. Mm. That's what I kind of thought. The Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Knuckles boss battle comes to mind. I mean, mm -hmm. Sonic boss battles are great because ever since Sonic 3, it's like, oh, you think this is one boss battle, 
like this is the final boss but hey surprise if you get all the chaos emeralds there is a whole other level with a super final form boss at the end and that like started the trend of that and yeah sonic 3 i remember me and my friend always trying to beat it as a kid and it's so freaking hard <laughs> like first there's Eggman, and he has like he's these fingers that he's crushing on the platform. And you gotta take down all his fingers, and then once you do that, he starts marching behind you, and the platform starts falling behind you. You gotta start running as Sonic, and then he shoots this super laser, and you have to time it just right so you can bounce onto like the Master Emerald, which is shooting a laser, and then bounce back without falling off the falling platforms. And you have to time it just right every time, and you I. I just do it by, like, sound. I know when the beam charges up and when it's supposed to... And then... And then you gotta hit him one more time. He goes into one more form after that. But I can never beat it as a kid. But, I, oh, hmm. as an adult, I spanked that thing. Hmm. Do you have a favorite uh, Ganon boss fight or a final Zelda fight hmm. that you enjoy? Um, let's see. I mean... Ocarina of Time is pretty much just it's super epic, I think. Right. Beat Ganondorf in the tower and then you gotta escape the falling tower and then beat Ganon. Yeah. Uh, what was after that? Majora's Mask? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it? That was a, you fight the I mask. Can't even, it was the boss though. The mask. You fight the mask. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It like grows tentacles and flies around it's and that grows. Majora. Yeah. Uh, but you got the, the fierce deities mask. Which like turns you into yeah. crazy adult Link, Oni Link, or Oni Link, whatever. Yeah, meaning I Demon Link. Uh, I don't, oh yeah, I figured that out in Jackie Chan Adventures actually. Yeah. And then Wind Waker is pretty good. I like that one, just because you're like mm. you have to parry Ganondorf's attacks. Uh, I think. What is Twilight Princess? Is that also? Is it always? It's not always Ganon. It's shown with Majora's Mask. Ooh, Twilight Princess is really good. There's a lot of forms in that one. First, you have to fight Zelda, actually, and she does the thing where oh. you have to, you know, bounce the lightning balls back and forth or whatever. Oh, okay. That, yeah. That's like every classic. There's one boss in every Zelda game that does that. And then you fight Ganon, and he's, like, charging you, and you have to fight him as the wolf because you can turn into the wolf in Twilight Princess. So it's like beast versus beast. And then you have to fight Ganondorf on horseback. You chase him like through the field, and you have to like shoot light arrows at him on horseback, which is fun. And then you just fight him in the field, like Link versus Ganon sword fight. That one's pretty good. There's a lot of good forms in that one. I like it better than Breath of the Wild. Is... Skyward Sword? I can't even remember. Oh, I hated Skyward Sword boss. <laughs> yeah, F that. I, hate... I don't like that game at all, pretty much. Uh, and I didn't like the boss either. I hated those motion controls. Uh, I think Twilight Princess or Wind Waker, a GameCube era. Breath of the Wild, that Ganon was. It's okay. Yeah, it was okay. That was just such an ugly form of Ganondorf, and yeah, which that and but I I like the size of scale when you fight like Ganon at the end when he's like just marching through the field and. I like fighting on horseback. I think that's always fun. Yeah. What did you play that one? That's like a train 
Oh what yeah, uh, spirit tracks. I did. Yeah, spirit tracks. Yeah, yeah. What is the boss of that? Uh, a demon train, of course. No. <laughs> Ganon train. Yeah, I think you fight. I think you fight like Ganon too. I, yeah, uh, that one gave me some trouble. That Zelda <laughs> boss. I remember that one was hard one to beat. I always think of the uh, <laughs> Link's Awakening one where you can just one shot it. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Let's not forget Link's Awakening. Yeah, with the boomerang, you just hit it in the eye at the end. Yeah, that was probably the first one I beat. Yeah. What about what's your favorite boss? Uh, I talked about two because I beat it. uh, Death Stranding. Ah. It is a great boss fight against kind of your your main antagonist, which is this guy called Higgs, um, which I think is a reference to Higgs boson particle. Yeah, probably. Which is like a nuclear particle. Um, and you have to fight him. I think I don't think you have any guns, but this whole game you've been like kind of you know you know transporting stuff. So what you have to do is. There's kind of just stuff scattered around, so you have to grab it, pick it up. He's got a gun, but you just have to hide behind stuff, pop out, and just chuck shit at him. (laughs) And then when he's kind of stunned, you have to sprint at him and just hit him a couple times. And then he kind of warps away, and you have to do that a handful of times. And then at some point, like, this whole game you've kind of been like, when they the BTs kind of surround you. Sometimes they have these like weird looking beasts yeah. that come out of this sludge. Like it, one's like a jaguar and one's like a big squid. Um, you kind of get enveloped in the sludge with him and you're just having this like really disgusting fist fight where it's like down and dirty. You're both like, like waist deep in the sludge and covered in it. And you're just like punching each other and you need to like, you, know, you can either hold the button and you can hit him harder and you need to time your blocks. And then sometimes you need to counter him. And while you're countering him, if he hits you too much, you have to grab those Krylobite things and eat them like during the battle. So you have to like throw him off and like grab it and eat it or else he will. Huh. And it's just this long, let's like knock down drag out fight where you're just punching each other. Like there's no guns or anything. You can't throw your poop at him? Uh, no. <laughs> you got no poop left Not either? At this point. <laughs> Not at this point, yeah. You're just, you know, you're just there with him, and he's just, just hitting him. Sure. And then you go through this long, extended cutscene where you meet the lady in this long thing where it's like, I don't know. I don't know if you'll ever play this, but it's this weird cutscene. And it does have one thing I hate where you meet this woman on the beach, which is a reference to like the thing that you keep going to at the beach. Yeah. And she refers to herself as Princess Beach. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> so uh, dumb. Instead of Princess Peach. Yeah, yeah, he likes yeah. uh Kojima. Mario. Yeah, he likes yeah. to do just weird media references. References. Yeah, I hated that. <laughs> Like and you have to like stop her. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. He's in the game. Well, it's his likeness, yeah. right? But it's not his voice. But not his voice. Yeah. Yeah, which I found very odd. I thought it was him and his voice, but they're like, no, it's just the likeness. Yeah. Like what? 
Yeah. And it's got this long, like, thing where it tells you the entire story of the game and, like, what your character's deal is and the deal with, like, why Matt Mickelson is pursuing you throughout the game and all this other stuff. It, it's this long, convoluted thing. It's really interesting, though. Do you know how many hours it took you to beat it? <sighs> no. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, I have looked back into it to like see if I can get the platinum, but I'm not going to check it. Yeah, I'm wondering if my computer can handle it. I it's, really it. I mean, it would probably chug like crazy. Really? I mean, it's not like there's a lot going on in the game, but like you know, there are just points where it's just like. You would really have to turn down the specs of the, the video, and I still think... I don't know, I don't know how good your computer is. But, the uh, processor's good, but I don't think my graphics card will be good enough for it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, PS5's coming out soon. Just <sighs> get a PS4 or buy it. Yeah, if they start selling for like 100 bucks, we'll go on. Yeah. Probably a refurbish one somewhere. Yeah, there's so many games I could get for it. Spider-Man. Yeah. And a new Spider-Man, apparently? Miles Morales is yeah, Spider-Man? Um, yeah. He's in that first game, too. Yeah. Not oh, playable. yeah. Well, a little bit playable, actually. Oh, he's a little bit playable. Yeah, I knew you could talk. Yeah. Uh, I did have a second game, which is Red Dead Redemption 2, which you play as two different characters, which, not to spoil you it, do? but... You um, Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Towards the end, you play as a different person. In Red Dead Redemption, you play as two different tor- characters towards the end also. I, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, and you kind of do this revenge mission against this one guy, and you're kind of hunting up, and you're going up this long mountain, and it's just it's like you're getting cover with like barely nothing, barely anything around that is trying to and it's playing this kind of like western infused thing and then they start to bring in like electric guitars oh, and all nice. this shit it's really cool a good build oh, I like good builds yeah and you're getting into this like long thing like eventually ending up in a like this Mexican standoff with you in the sky and this other guy nice yeah is it satisfying is it hard uh it's not super hard. It's very satisfying. It's a long... A lot of people think it's a very contemplative, like, slow-moving game. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the... Like, very first chapter, you're, like, hunting. <laughs> like, that's a big part of your thing. And building up this camp. Brushing your horse. Yep. And washing its balls. Shrink. Washing its balls. Yep, that's the thing in the game, where it's... <laughs> Male horses have testicles that shrink in the weather. Yeah. That's dedication yeah. to detail. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all I had. Nice, yeah. Uh, I had, well, I talked about bosses, but I guess uh, my favorite finale, I didn't bring this up because I know I've talked about it before, but uh, Prince of Persia series. Um, the first, the three, the Sands of Time trilogy. Last one really just mm-hmm. kind of brings it back to the first one, which was nice. What is the the name of the third one? Is it just Sands of Time 3? No. Is that like Two Princes? Is that it? Oh, something like that. Yeah, What's I can't remember. Song? 
<laughs> there is two princes though, so it might it might be. I can't. It's remember like two that. thrones. Yes. Yeah. There you go. I think that's right. There. Yeah. There's... Spin doctors. Won't you go ahead? They sing that at the end. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the warrior within the second one had Godsmack, but this this one has uh, <laughs> spin doctors. Spin doctors in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but it, I mean, it's all—it's a game about time travel, and they—they they bring it back yeah. to the beginning in the last one because the second one kind of is a continuation, but then full circle at the end. Characters That's come back. You know, your favorite actor was in the movie, wasn't he? Oh yeah, and the movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, was so bad. Oh, I was so bummed, and I knew it was going to be bad. I still went and saw it opening night, and just to confirm, this is bad. Yeah. I don't think anyone thought that was going to be good. I think I saw it three times in the theater, possibly. Oh, no, why? Because I think it was at the drive-in twice when oh, I went. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like Assassin's Creed in that movie. I never stopped when I heard it was terrible. Yeah, me too. But, yeah. I, I just felt like I had to see it. Sometimes I feel like I can't just... I have to see it to say it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, I never, you know, I actually never saw it, but I kind of wanted to see the Warcraft movie. Like, I did, did very well in China. <laughs> well, eh, so it's everything. <laughs> it looked interesting. Like, it looked cool. I heard that the CGI orcs are the best actors in it. I heard yeah. the human acting is not great, but the, the orc acting is actually very good. Yeah, I mean, it's just voice acting, so. Yeah. I, yeah, I heard not terrible things about it. Uh, hmm. yeah. I think it was just middling. Fair. Uh, <laughs> to the next segment. Yeah. Uh, we oh. have an unjade Jeff um, of watching... Is, what did this movie come out? 20... Is this... No, 2019? 2019, yeah. Last year. Last year. Yeah, I remember the director already. I already forgot. Uh, look it up. Yeah, credit where credit is due if you want or give blame where blame is due whichever one you think fits here i mean it's a little bit of both <laughs> i think like it's um, 2019 film by robert eggers uh who yeah, what else also made done? the witch Vanishing, the humorist. He likes uh, he likes uh, the definite article. The <laughs> it seems. Yeah, this is 2019. The Lighthouse, um, starring Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe in a period piece, black and white movie made in 2019, about two men uh, who are watching a lighthouse in New England somewhere. I think it's in Maine. Yeah, maybe. probably. We're famous for our lighthouses here. Yeah. Uh, and it is them being stuck on this small island watching a lighthouse and slowly losing their minds. Yes, but are they? Yes. Yes, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think. yeah. We're getting into that ambiguity we love so much. Yeah, this had a lot of ambiguity. Then I'm like, what is real anymore? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, starts off, two men sailing through the fog towards an island. And immediately you hear a very annoying 
I said annoying alarm. It's like a foghorn. Is that it? Probably. Yeah. Light yeah. Then we see the boat sails away into the fog. And my first editorial note, movie's trying way too hard to be artistic with its, with its cinematography and stuff. Um, you see Robert Pattinson find a mermaid statuette sewn into the blankets. It's like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I couldn't uh, remember if Pattinson. he... Or, like, I couldn't tell if he brought it secretly, like, smuggled it, or he just, like, found it at first. Yeah, he just, like, weirdly finds it. He, like, stumbles upon it. Very strange. Uh, Pattinson and Defoe eat together, and they... You can see that they have a contentious relationship right off the bat. Then I just wrote, Foghorn? Question mark? Because I think that's what the alarm was. Uh, I had to turn the subtitles on, because I couldn't catch <laughs> what they were saying. Yeah. We got some pretty thick accents there. Yeah. Uh, Defoe, shirtless, drinking in front of the spinning light. That was one of my notes. Um, I thought this was very Shining-esque. I found this to be very... You've seen The Shining, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, thank God. <laughs> like, do you, do you think that's true? Like, it seemed very, like, like you know, somebody's stuck on a spot where they're just losing it over yeah. time. Cause they're, oh, yeah. Uh, then I started, because Robert Pattinson and I started, like, writing their names as just basically whatever. It's an R. Pat sees body in the water. And it took me a second to realize that he was going into the water to see it. Like, it kind of has this kind of very close, um, very close close-up, uh, on his face. And then slowly you see him, like, moving out towards his body. And you're like, oh, he's in the water. And then yeah. he's, like, slowly, like, under the water. And he sees a mermaid. You're like, what? <laughs> what? It's weird. Uh, I, I just started calling him Pat. <laughs> Pat English. He finishes. He fixes shingles, and he sees Willem Dafoe dry humping his own mattress. I guess maybe that's what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, then I'm like, oh, Robert Pattinson's doing all the work. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Doing like. Maybe one hundred percent of the work, and he brings the oil up the uh, up the la the the lighthouse stairs, and that gave me so much anxiety. Where I'm like, oh, this is not yeah. gonna be good. He's gonna drop it, or he's gonna have to bring it all the way back down. This isn't good. <laughs> then uh, I go, what year is this supposed to be? And Willem Dafoe mentions the Chicopee, a ship he was on, and he says 64, and I'm like, well, it can't be 1964, so it must be either 18 or 17, mm -hmm. <laughs> he's referring to. Uh, he talks about the last keeper, the last wiki, I think that they call him. Yeah, they got some weird lingo. Uh he went mad, he saw sirens and mermaids, and he thought the light was enchanted. Then I wrote a note, Pattinson jerks off, I guess, <laughs> yep. one of my notes, which is definite that later. To the, you find out. To the mermaid statue, right? Yeah. Yeah, comes, see, cyclical. They fight over cleaning duty, because I guess Pattinson's not doing his job correctly, and there's like a real show of the power dynamic, where Pattinson has no power, and he's doing all the work. 
he's just like, what the fuck? He's so mad. Um, he's painting the lighthouse and he gets dropped. Oh yeah. From while he's painting it. Uh, much later on, he gets he gets asked to be called by his name. He's been called Lad the whole movie. Ephraim Winslow, he calls himself. Oh, uh, yes. That's a name. Big thing. Yeah. I like that name. It's or is it Very name? old name. Yeah. Uh, then you see he goes up to the lighthouse and you see, you find out the other guy's name is Thomas, or Tom. Uh, and he's jerking off to the light because you see like jizz come through like the 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 board thing the could be and you see this weird, like yeah and then you see this weird bug like creature that like comes out of the light and inhabits that level uh there's been this thing where like he's Robert Pattinson's been fighting with birds like he's been very angry at birds this whole thing and <laughs> uh, Willem Dafoe freaks out and he's like, it's bad luck to kill a seabird. <laughs> That's what drew me, like, when this movie came out, I wanted to see it. And, like, Willem Dafoe freaking out, like, you kill a girl, it'll hunt you forever. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, what and the fuck is this movie? I need to see it. <laughs> he Pattinson finds dead birds in the water supply or something, where he yeah. finds, like, a hurt bird in there or something. And then a bird attacks him, and he just beats the shit out of yeah. it. Like he oh, yeah. he grabs it and he slams it a bunch of times. And the second he kills it, like seagulls swarm him. And then like it's the day before they're supposed to leave, and he's already been told this is bad luck to kill one. And the winds just change, and you're just like, and I notice like they're supposed to be leaving the island tomorrow in the movie. And there's an owl left of the movie. They're not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a long one. Yeah. Felt like it. Yeah, it did. Uh, He takes, like, or drinking this whole time. They. He throws out shit and he, like, covers himself because of the (laughs) direction. Uh, He finds a mermaid. The boat doesn't show up, obviously, and then they get drunk again, and, like, uh, Willem Dafoe says, it's been weeks since the boat didn't show. He's, like, he's losing track of time. There's a little bit losing their mind. They get drunk. Um, then they have this big fight over cooking, where he's, like, you're cooking shit. I want a steak. <laughs> All these, like, ambiguous kind of maybe sailor or, like, just Irish accents, but they're all just like, oh, we're sailors and we're Irish. (laughs) Maybe. They fight over the cooking, and he puts a weird curse that has to do with Poseidon on uh, on Winslow. Uh, Winslow tries to get into the tower and take the key, and there's this really weird, surreal montage where he's jerking off, and he's drowning, and he's fucking a mermaid with this very vaginal-looking hole. <laughs> uh, and he's also finding a head in the lobster trap. Uh, there's a point where they're, like, drinking and dancing, because they find supplies, but the only supplies are more alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, then there's a scene where they seems like they're about to kiss, like they're slow dancing, they're like coming really close to each other, and they're like about to kiss, and they just start fighting, they just start beating the shit out of each other. Uh, <laughs> then you find out that Ephraim's real name is Tom Howard, and that Tom let a man die, and he stole his identity, because <laughs> he was somebody he worked with at like his whole job yeah. and then there's this weird thing where he's like why'd you spill your beans <laughs> and it keeps repeating it over and over again he's like you spilled your beans don't spill your beans to me um and he's going through all this weird montage and there's like naked willem dafoe has like a light shining from his forehead onto him I uh this weird confrontation about murder and trust and like it seems like Willem Dafoe is really being like manipulative as far as like what he's saying and doing but you can't really tell <laughs> like there's a lot of ambiguity going on yeah. um, they're slowly going insane and I'm like I, I said they drink this weird goo but I looked it up and it was like honey and turpentine oh yeah it's what yeah. they're drinking and then Willem Dafoe yells monkey pump after they drink it and then they start like beating their chests like apes and they're like having this long like party kind of thing then water bursts through the cabin windows and <laughs> then they wake up later and they Pattinson finds a log book and he finds out like he's been written up for all the stuff he's been doing wrong and he's been like you know this guy's writing all this crap about him uh, and they have this huge knockdown drag out where <laughs> fight where he like he's punching Willem Dafoe and Willem Dafoe is turning into Poseidon and he's turning into the woman that he's been fucking and he's like turning into the guy he let die all this crazy stuff uh, and after he kind of wins the fight he makes Willem Dafoe act like a dog. He's like, <laughs> bark for me! Bark like a dog! I totally forgot about that part. And he, like, leads him out with a leash, <laughs> yeah. and then he starts burying him alive. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe starts putting this curse on him uh, that has to do with uh, Prometheus instead of Poseidon this time. Um, and Pattinson comes and comes inside and tries to get the key so we can finally go up to the White House. And Defoe comes out of the, the grave and hits uh, Pattinson with an axe. And then Pattinson just kills Defoe, finally. <laughs> just kills him with the axe. And my first thought is that when he hit him with the axe, is that around this time is probably going to end then. And basically that the story's about the leg that he says, because he's been lying about his leg maybe this whole time, is that this will be a cyclical thing where Pattinson will make up stories about his arm being fucked up. Uh, that doesn't happen, <laughs> but that was what I thought would happen. Pattinson goes to the top of the tower. Uh, he open, The light opens up to him, and it shines in his face, and he starts screaming and laughing. And then he falls down the tower. Uh, <laughs> it ends with Pattinson on the shore, or like on the island still, with his like innards being pecked by seagulls. 
as cursed by Defoe, which was actually the fate of Prometheus in oh, classic Greek really? myth. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Prometheus stole light from the gods. Ah. So, yeah. Yeah, Prometheus stole light from the gods, um, and his punishment for that was to uh, be chained to a rock and have his innards picked out for eternity by secrets. By secrets. That does... That makes me like it a little more. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I and there's a very <laughs> upbeat shanty over the credits. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. How yeah. did you feel about this almost um, Oscar-winning movie? Man, it was... I would say it's interesting, but I'd have a hard time saying it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it's a very, fully agree with yeah. that. <laughs> It's an interesting movie. I like a period piece. Um, I like that they they really went for it. Like I can appreciate that they have this kind of original thing that they go for. It's not another fucking reboot. Yeah, I like the kind of stylization of black and white. I think that they're trying a little bit hard. I think it was filmed on actual film too. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ugh, that makes I me like, like it less. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I don't like that. Fucking pretentious. <laughs> I liked, uh, yeah, I, like you, was like, thought it was very bizarre. And, um, yeah, I think they went for it. I did think they acted the hell out of it, too. Like, I gotta go Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they really went for it. <laughs> yeah, I give props to Robert Pattinson for Willem Dafoe for just being batshit insane. <laughs> yeah. The stuff with the dog, where he's like, bark like a dog. <laughs> and then, like, naked Willem Dafoe. I'm like, what? what is happening? And, like, all the jizz and jerking off and, like, weird homoerotic stuff. Where, like, I can see people going crazy, you know, just stuck in this situation. But, like, I, the thing is, I couldn't, I think that they were going insane, but I couldn't tell what was real. And I, I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Yeah. Yeah, I was really hoping for some, like, crazy, like, fantasy stuff. I was thought it was going to be more fantastical, the answer, but with the answer just being, like, he's insane. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, I can see why he'd be insane. I would be looking for something a little more than that, I guess. Yeah. Kind of let me down in that way. Uh, do you think there is, like, what what do you think you saw in the light? Like, what do you think that was? Just, just like, any, like, I know it's ambiguous when left up to interpretation, but it's just like, what do you think it, like, shows him? It's just like, ah, he's like, ah. Uh, more mermaid vaginas. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think he was just uh, pure unbridled joy. It was just what he wanted all along, even though it just yeah. was really nothing. Do you think Willem Dafoe was like also losing it, or was there just like he was just manipulating him and just? I mean, obviously he was lying about stuff, but maybe not. I can't really tell who was losing it more. Do you think Pattinson? Right? Uh, yeah, I think Pattinson. I think Willem Dafoe had kind of because he has he's a returning lighthouse keeper. This is Pattinson's it's first true. job, so. Maybe Willem Dafoe lost it, like, a long time ago, but he's plateaued at this point. Like, that's what I think. Like, he's just yeah. kind of one level of crazy where Robinson just kind of shot up there. He didn't 
Yeah. Or Pattinson. Robinson. Pattinson. Yeah. Robin. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Our Pat. Yeah. 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 Weird stuff. Um, I'd have a hard time recommending this to someone as, like, <laughs> a good thing to watch. And once again, it's interesting, but I don't know if I'd say it's good. Yeah, I would agree. The people who... There's people who say this should have beaten Parasite for best movies <laughs> no effing way <laughs> like no yeah. way like i get it as an art piece but like i don't know just i don't know i think that there's like some level of cohesion that's just missing in there yeah it's like you need to i don't know we've talked about ambiguity where i'm like i wish there was some clarification a little bit or something well, yeah, it's or not maybe. Sometimes there's movies where I'm like, did I miss something? And I go back and I read like the Wikipedia synopsis for the entire plot, saying if I missed anything, like, no, I didn't miss anything. It's just what it is. And this was one of those movies where I was like, I must have missed yeah. something. And I did miss the Prometheus thing. I mean, I have a little more appreciation for kind of that metaphor yeah. throughout the end of it. But yeah, it doesn't Stole redeem it totally. The light. Yeah. Quote unquote from Poseidon, I guess, which he sees him as. It's that God yeah. scenes and Neptune. Yeah, I'll have to read more into that. I don't know my, my Greek gods very well. I only kind of remember that from um, <laughs> Anthem, which I read in uh, high school. Uh, I did too. I don't remember it. Yeah. The guy renamed, they renamed themselves, and the guy says, I. Renamed himself Prometheus, I think, because they escape, and he's like, he's the one who kind of uh, starts humanity by giving them light and fire. Right. Yeah. So this one didn't unjade you. <laughs> um, uh, like I said, it's interesting. I didn't. It's long. It's fucking long, it is, and it yeah. feels long. Yeah, my sister and I like rented it because we both wanted to see it and at the end of it she's like i will make sure to give you back three dollars we rented for this so it's not yeah. worth two hours yeah like i i feel like some movies just float by even if they're long but this is not one of those nope. i was checking the time constantly and just being like like when they're waiting for the boat i'm just like how much left because i'm like they're not leaving right and i'm like an hour left i'm like they're definitely not leaving way which maybe you know be seeing this in a theater if that was possible at the time maybe that would have been more interesting where if they had gone back to land and been like i worked with this fucking weirdo uh yeah uh i don't know that it unjaded me but eh, it was something it was interesting it was new like you said it wasn't a reboot it was a new thing yeah that i appreciate i appreciate them making a completely original thing and just going for it like that i appreciate not just more this like oh we're gonna make matrix 4 because that was successful remember yeah. remember matrix when that was good yeah. let's do more of that yeah let's bring yeah. Keanu back for bill and ted 3 also <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah that's all i got good yeah uh, you had the reaction i i pretty much thought you would to be honest all right well, we are finally ending the, the finale episode, I guess. And we will see you GD less listeners in a new era of the whole GD show where 
we'll tell, still talk about the same stuff, but it'll be new stuff that we don't repeat every episode. Mm. And we are uh, hopefully still streaming on Twitch by the time this comes out. Maybe you should check out our Twitch channel. I've been linking it in the descriptions, too. Um, yeah. Uh, but you can find us at Whole Genie Show on Twitter, facebook.com slash Whole Genie Show, wholegenieshow.podbean.com. Caleb Ryan does our music. You can find him on Spotify and streaming services. Uh, like I said, twitch.tv slash Whole Genie Show, or I'm on twitch.tv slash Ink About It. Watch me play first person shooters badly. Uh, where can people find you, Jeff? I am on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, at Rewrite Shaw. I'm also doing the whole GD show, Twitter occasionally, writing badly timed jokes about pedophilia. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. And we'll catch you GD listeners in the next GD episode and era. Later. <laughs> <laughs>